All right. We got Kool-Aid in here. We're waiting on two others before we uh, before we get started. There's Bam, and now we're waiting on Eve, and then we'll have the whole uh, we'll have the whole. Um, all right, let's see. How's everyone's Sunday going? <laughs> I mean, I, I guess a little better than yours. Oh, Sunday, huh? And now, all right, now we got Eve's here. All right, been... so we got the whole crew. Something. Eve, how you doing? Mm. Could be better. <laughs> all right, let's, uh, all right, all right, let's get this started. So we got a lot to talk about. I think this is going to be one of our longer and more thorough uh, Podthorn episodes. But uh, we got we got tons of stuff to uh, to discuss. All right, so first thing. So Nets obviously get swept yesterday in a game that was incredibly winnable. Um, it was kind of, I think, the it was kind of the worst way to end the season playing against a team without their best without their best guy we saw kind of the downfalls of Jacques Vaughn as a coach with some bad rotations and not using certain guys that really like should have been used a la like the Edmund Sumners of the world um but I guess we don't want to delve too much into a series that we all knew was gonna go in a certain way but what instant reactions do you guys have I want to start off with uh with Eve well you... Oh, why'd you start off with me? <laughs> um, I so the things that I um like are, you know, the things that that we probably don't look so great right now. Like Mikael didn't have a great, great series, but I, I he was very good. He looked he looked like, and I'm not saying he's the same as Jason Tatum or anything like that, but. When a couple years ago, when um, Tatum got hurt and we uh, gentlemen swept them, obviously we were a much better team, but it just was so easy. And the Celtics look different when they're missing one of the two. And so I kind of feel like there's a there's a second piece on on the way, Uh, I guess, I guess uh, Nets Twitter has decided that Dame Dash, I mean, Dame Dash, Dame um, Lillard. (laughs) Is uh is uh the next um, superstar to come out here, but um I th- I think they're I think they're a, a couple of pieces away, and I think I think you could see it. You could see they could never hold on. You could see they never um never could kind of like punish the other team um punish the Sixers when they made mistakes. They just basically um you know we're defenseless and 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 their only real offensive threat was um Mikhail and all they had to do was stop them. Cam, I like a lot of the things that I saw, but this year it wasn't gonna happen and, and I'm not so mad about losing. I'm more so mad about about how we lost and how the coaching of that series was doesn't give me any confidence going forward. But uh, otherwise it is what it is. All right, uh cool in um we have light at the end of the tunnel. Um, you should repeat that for Bam. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I look at it this way. Um, the things that I feel, although that 
the season, they're still bad now that the season's over. Right. Um, I really think this series, uh, even though to know we were going to lose, I never thought swept. I said at least a gentleman sweep. And I truly believe we would lose in six. Um, you saw many flaws of the roster and also the coaching. Um, I think going forward, it's not about the mistakes that's made that were made. It's if the mistake was made, fix it. Don't double down on the mistake you already made. It's okay because you have chance. You have a chance to fix it this off season. This is the biggest off season for the Nets. Um, right. I think it's a little weird that we're hearing now, especially from Jacques Vaughn, about size. <laughs> I, I thought that was the funniest thing today. <laughs> I thought that was like the slap in the face that you would mention size and you had you to sitting on the bench. He's six nine and he's active. Um, you know, maybe not may not be the most athletic, but you also said we are a downhill team and you only have one person. That so, goes downhill. So we've watched the minutes that Subner played. It, it's at the point of, you know, cut the shenanigans. We're not we're not as slow as y'all think we are. Some of, some of us probably have better basketball minds than them from their actions. You blew it. All our axes, you don't throw away everything we got for KD on aging stars to have the rinse and repeat. That's it. Um, Bam. Initial thoughts after the series ends. I'm so proud of them. And they they should walk around with Brooklyn with their heads held high. You know, they should be, just like Coach Vaughn said, they should be so proud that they were the first team eliminated. That's such a horrible um, quote. Why? Why? Eves, they were the first team. You know, they they were the first team eliminated. They should be so proud of themselves. And this is the kind of sucker shit we've had on the sideline. A couple nice guys with no cocksucker in them whatsoever. And the team plays off like that. So that that's my takeaway is that our head coach is proud of being uh, swept. Uh, when our opponent, their, their best player didn't play a game, their second best player was ejected in the second half of a game, and we couldn't scrap together one win. But our head coach thinks our guy should be proud. Hold on. I want to I I ask what Bam just said. He's saying that to to a, to a team, the players that went to the finals, and the players that just came off Western Conference finals. Yep. Right, they should be proud to be swept. You ready? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean, look. Like, I think I I had a very emotional reaction after the after the series, just because they didn't they did not lose the series due to coaching. They may have um they may have gotten swept versus five games or if you even want to say six due to coaching that I can totally subscribe to. I think that, you know, when you make the amount of midseason trades and overhaul the roster like the team did there, it's just, it's, it's just going to be messy. I mean, we're seeing with Phoenix. I mean, Phoenix looks, I mean, Phoenix is playing 
a team without their best player for what was it two games and their and their second best player for all four and they still don't look good and a lot of that is just due to you know the the amount of continuity and whatnot that the that the team has together so I I, I have a hard time getting it at Vaughn but at the end of the day look the big big picture I agree with you guys in that giving Vaughn next year let alone the extension he got was crazy and didn't really make any sense and it especially feels terrible given the given the the names that are out there I mean we've had coaching free agencies that have been complete dust and people are choosing between you know like J.B. Bickerstaff and even like Kenny Atkinson and someone else like but the fact that you have top of the line guys like Ime and Nick Nurse on top of some of the best assistants we've seen in a while be up for jobs like Charles Lee in Milwaukee and Sam Cassell in Philly. It's definitely, you know, scary because we we basically know what we basically know what Vaughn brings to the table. And that's what I think is 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 the most upsetting about the fact that the rotations were bad. The rotations, I think Eve was kind of getting to this point. The rotations being bad isn't annoying because we lost in four instead of five. The rotations are bad because this is now what we're stuck with. Um and, and, Sam, you said something about um about the coaching and can't blame Vaughn, right? This is where we differ on it. This wasn't like this wasn't his team all season. He took over this team seven, eight games into the season. So this was his team. So whatever philosophies he wanted to run and 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 and, and implement, he could have. Oh, I just meant top- that the roster was turned over. No, no, no. No, no. But what I'm saying is so. What you when you look at when you look at coaching, you have to look at what do they do with what they have. One of the things that I said on another pod that we, we either we did or I said it on mine, but whatever I said it. He to me doesn't doesn't want to win. To win, he wants to win on his terms. Because look at look at Bridges. If you look at Bridges' numbers each game. They kind of went down because remember what the first game he got his shots. He got Mikel Bridges shots, curls, that pin downs, uh piston, you know, the the, the Rip Hamilton plays. Uh-huh. As the as the series wore down, it was isolation. Right. So to me, that's coaching. That's putting your players in the best position to, to be successful. You can't make them make shots. That's on the players. You can't make them hustle, but you can sub them out when they're not. So things that you see like that, that's on him. And, yep. that, and you can't exempt him from that. So when I look at we're up five with two minutes left, that's what he gets paid for. He lost that. No, look, and, and, and I think the best argument against Vaughn, and it was the similar one that we saw for Nash, is that these two guys are – both of them were completely lost once they lost any puzzle piece. They had no second move because because they didn't really have a scheme and there was no plug and play. I mean, obviously the Bucks lost yesterday, but we saw in the Bucks first game without Giannis that it was fine. Like they they they, they move things around. The 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 party keeps going. We see what Ty Lue has done with the Clippers. Like not only do they lose George, they use Kawhi, and they're playing against a team that's supremely more talented. And it keeps going, whereas with the Nets, it feels like 
not if they're even missing bridges. I mean, it's like if they're missing any piece, yeah. that, that's immediately where the excuses go to. And it's like a chicken running with its head cut off that it's like, oh, we're missing one of the like one of the nine mediocre guys on the team. How are we going to be able to perform? And th- that I think is what's is what's really upsetting about the end of the season, coupled with, you know, the fact that it's it, it just adding a, it's adding, a, you know, an, an extra burn with the with the great coaches that are out there right now. Like you can already I can already feel us potting in three years being like, wow, Vaughn was finally fired. Now look who's out there. <laughs> and there'll be nobody. Yeah. Well, if it takes three years, the the the, the Nets will become like uh, the Sacramento Kings. Right. I I just can't see anyone thinking that it's a better idea to have Jacques Vaughn versus having Nick Nurse or Ime Udoka. It just it Quinn Snyder. Like I, I mean, he's off the board, right? So there's when he got hired, there was nothing that's he came. He got off the board, but but Udoka's out there. Um, Nurse has just made himself out there. I don't even know if he's a great candidate based off what Masai Jerry said about him, but um, I I've seen those guys coach non superstars to wins that I don't think they they should have gotten. I've seen them win a final. I've seen them win win series. I've you know I. Jacques Vaughn going to Orlando, I've never seen him get more out of players. And the East has a lot of good coaches. And for us to have the worst one, it's it's disheartening. But Well, this is a franchise that thought it was a good idea. To go into a season where they had their, their, you know, the highest championship aspirations in their history, and pluck a guy from TikTok to coach the team who's never coached a basketball team before in his life. <laughs> so it's not surprising that they just flop it over to Vaughn and they think that that's good. Right. They they do this paint by numbers coaching thing, where, you know, and and Marx is already talking that shit already. He's like. You know, we're going back to collaboration where we're all giving input and and shit like that. Like, no, you want a guy, you hire a head coach, that's his job. He he's he's the commander on the court. He comes to you and says, Here's my game plan. This is what I want to do. Right now we've got all guards. We need we need powerful. You know, like I've seen Sean Marks come into the season with five point guards. With five point guards, and then and then like and mostly because he wanted shooting, and then he comes into this season with the one point guard that he bought in, and no plan for him to play. Well, see, just... I think the other issue that you're alluding to, and Sam, it'll take us into the second question. Yeah, about to say. So. When I look at Marks, I'm looking at Jerry Jones, right? It seems like Mark is playing GM and coach. Yeah. So yep. so at, at this point, and, and I've said this many times to y'all, if they don't want to fire Marks, that's fine. He can't be the last voice. They need to bring in somebody to be the basketball operations person. So that way, Moss could come with his collaborative plan 
And the basketball operation person can say, no, that's not working. Yeah, he's but Clay, he's already been he's he's the he's not even president of basketball operation or GM. Stop getting caught up in the gov- stop getting caught up with the governor thing. I, but you can't you can't expect them to, to Yeah, I don't think you can I don't think you can't ignore the governor the governor. You, you, you know why you know why he's demoted. But let, let me tell you why I'm saying that. Marx is not an owner, right? He doesn't own any any percentage of the team. He's a worker. Yeah, all side si said is, I don't have a CEO. Like, you have to think about that. We don't have a CEO. That's that's different. That's I, different. I, the CEO usually I, runs the building, the events, get that. the business of the team. I get he that. He is the associate governor or, or something like so, that. So and when you don't have a CEO. For the owner, like he's an owner. I, I get that part. Well, when you're looking at what's in the front office of competency, because remember, these are all people that Mark's bought here. So I look at that and I say, and I say, okay, he has that title now. The onus, the onus now is let's see what Cy truly does. Because if you say it's about winning, I mean about money, that's what, and when I say you, I'm talking about the general masses of what we hear on Twitter that, you know, Cy only, he's cheap. He only cares about his bottom dollar. Okay. Let's go. Let me, let me go down that dark horse real quick. If he only cares about his bottom line, it's no way you could think these, these nets are helping his bottom line being bad. Right. So then now he has to, he inherited all this. He didn't make any changes. He kept it all the same. We haven't seen him give anybody a contract yet. Not to say that he isn't, but we haven't seen him do anything. So, you know, I hear people saying, you know, it doesn't look good. Mark's going to be here. What is a GM to say that doesn't have a contract? Well, I got to hope that I'm still here. Nobody talks like that, even when they're getting fired. So I don't think they make them available for interview if, if they're going. Listen. You, they haven't done nothing traditional. The owner never even did an interview when he bought the team. Yeah, I just, I mean, you usually I, don't do an interview until after, and he did do an interview after. I remember reading, you know. I'm, all I'm saying is, all I'm saying is, for whatever we think, I'm putting the ball in the owner's court. This is his first year to do as he truly pleases. We shall see. Yeah, I mean, so, yeah, this brings us into kind of like topic, like you want to call it 1B before we get to like the real number two, which is I, I think we have to kind of talk about the 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 fact that it looks like Marx is going to be back here, which was something that I thought like the writing was on the wall going back to training camp this this coming year, which just like with his lack of urgency. And he just seemed like a guy who knew like no matter what shakes out, I'm going to be I'm going to be OK. And and. and what ended up happening was basically the worst case scenario of the two stars asking out. And he sounds like he's someone who's going to be manning the ship again. Um, I mean, as you guys know, we've talked about it. People who listen to this podcast know I don't have as negative of an opinion of Marx as others do. I think that I would be, if you told me that he was fired and they got someone in who I was excited about, I would be more than, more than happy. I think that his time has run. I think even if a guy is done, 
an okay or decent or great, whatever you want to say, job. Sometimes you need a new voice. And I think that time should be now. Um, but, but, you know, it's, it, it is interesting to see, and I'm trying, I'm trying to understand the thought process from Joe Sy in a, like letting Marks extend Vaughn, which makes me think that it was almost a, an ownership decision to extend Vaughn. And then B, you know, the fact that it looks like Marks is going to be getting more time and really shows that the Marks imprint on the Nets is going to extend from, I don't even know, when was Marks hired? 20, what are we talking, uh, 16? Seven years. Yeah, he's been here too long. So he's been here since 2016. And if he's going to be here for, if he's getting this summer, which you assume means he's getting some extension, it means he's getting, he's going to get close to a 10-year basically run in, with the Nets, if not longer, which in the modern NBA is just not, very normal. Um, so, I, I mean, look, I, I think that, and I think everyone in this group would agree that it, even if it's to different extents, that the players who were here that were traded at the deadline deserve some amount of blame for what, for, for, for what went down. But at the same time, there's also been a lot of missteps um, along the way. And even around this trade deadline that we thought about, um, and it's and it is interesting to see. I mean, I just kind of want short thoughts from you guys about the fact that let's assume, which it appears to be, and Bam has been saying this, and I'm going to start with Bam that Marks is going to be back like next year. Like, just want to hear your thoughts, not even from like an inside baseball perspective, but just like this guy is going to be a part of our lives moving forward. Like, how do you feel about it? I, I I'm not a I I don't hate on Marks either, but. I would have I would have pivoted in a new direction, um, but again, there is an alternative world where he brought a title here, so I can see why they're, you know, bringing him back. Uh, Eve, um, I think uh, if I had my brothers, like they say, if I could script how the Nets win their win their championship, it would be with Sean Marks and and Jacques Vaughn. If I could script it. But if I had to go on, if they have the ability to finish a team, right, they could collect a bunch of assets, throw a team on the court, like watch it get to the playoffs, you know, six, seven speed type of thing. I know he could do that. But can he make a complete team? I don't believe he can. I I have seven years of evidence that says he can. I feel insulted that they're now saying, oh, we need size, both him and Jacques Vaughn. When <laughs> every decision, basketball decision that they've made favored jump shooting over over having the, 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 the right amount of size. And in a podcast, you guys will probably never hear because um, um, in, in true pod thorn style, we recorded it and didn't record it. But me and Matt was talking, and um, one of the things he said, which I think, which I think is really important, is that, um, you know, it's it's the same. It's like you don't get to get the taste out your mouth. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like the same thing. And, you, we're, you know, when when we had Jeff Green, a choice between signing, I forgot who it was. I, Matt, remind me, the, the choice between signing. Well, Jeff- we said, you know, they, they basically, they lose Jeff Green and the response was to sign Patty Mills. <laughs> Right, so like they, is, they they had a they, they were playing small with Green and it worked. They decided we're gonna you know we're not gonna pay him. 
because we got to pay Patty Mills. We got to get smaller uh, than than we already are because you know they needed more shooting for some reason. Right, and, and and Jeff Green, if he was healthy in that Buck series, like that's a you know going to your uh, multiversal um, theory, we would have won that. I mean, um, I'm watching Jeff Green the other night. He's playing big minutes for the number one seed in the West. Correct. Him and Bruce, him and Bruce Brown. Those guys, we let those guys walk out the door. Uh, we re, you know we didn't replace Green and we traded to replace uh, Bruce and we got a worse player. But <laughs> you know, and I think my biggest concern with Sean Marks coming back is he may not feel like he has time to build patiently and strategically. So he'll, I'm 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 getting the feeling they're gonna slap some bullshit together. Yeah, no, he said today that he said what I he said what I've been saying um in the sense of they don't own any of their own picks and all of their picks is other people's picks. Right. So but he, but so he said that he can't rebuild cuz he doesn't have his own picks. Well, he rebuilt without other teams' picks and without his own team. So he was able to do it then, but it's not good now. To me that's a guy who doesn't feel like he is afforded the time to do it. Yeah. So what does he do? He goes in job preservation mode. I'm worrying about myself. I got to continue to put a playoff product out of the floor. The team they have now is not a playoff caliber team, uh, as by evidence that their carcasses were discarded very quickly. So he's going to do something rash to make sure that he's in that top six. Right. But, and that's the thing, like Mark's, I'm always worried about whether or not they know why they're bad from the interviews. They know why they're bad. Like, we we shot two percentage points higher than they than than um from the field. No, Spencer the, doesn't know. Spencer huh? doesn't know why we were bad. Spencer's the only <laughs> one to read the room. If Spencer doesn't know, we're in trouble. Um, we're in trouble because he don't know. If you heard, I'll give he... Spencer a hint. He's a big part of it. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. I don't. I, I tell you, I if I never have to see his face again, I would be one happy man. He is annoying as shit now. His act has grown old. You know, you know, with Spencer, I don't know if you guys felt this way, just as a side tangent with his lobs. You know when you have, like, a terrible quarterback and he throws the ball behind you and, and you know, like they say, you know, he's going he's gonna to kill his receivers one day? I just yeah. kept on imagining, like, the Gordon Hayward play happening to Claxton because Spencer threw a lob where he had to reach back and, like, and then Claxton, like, God forbid – like breaks his neck the same way that like clocks uh, the same way that Hayward broke his ankle on that terrible Kyrie lob. Like I was basically watching that in my head over and over again. You know, and that, and a lot of that is chemistry. A lot of that is con. Like they, they did flip the team a couple of times, you know, I could give that same defense, but for, for me, the problem with Jacques Vaughn and, and Sean Marks is, is just the fact that, it's just more of the same. Nothing has changed. Nobody is paying for what happened. Say it again. Nobody is paying for what happened. Right. This was right. let let's let's just what happened this season with the Nets was an utter failure. This what they did not plan to trade Kyrie Irving. In fact, they were trying to sign him to a contract extension. So they failed in their pursuit of that. They didn't plan on trading Kevin Durant. They wanted to keep him. They wanted him to finish his career as a net. They failed in that pursuit. So th- th- what happened? It was a total. F- they didn't plan on firing Steve Nash, even though they did it. What six or seven games in? 
They just right, but, flew by the seat of their pants but, every step I, of the way. Oh, Kyrie but, wants out. Okay, we'll trade him. Kevin, what do you think? You don't want to play with Finney Smith? All right, we'll trade him. Man, there was no plan. Everything just happened. Whose fault was that, though? There's a lot of people at fault. I, I, I can't, like... That, but I'm not going to blame Kyrie anymore because he's not here. Right, uh, the people he's not here now. Right, but so he had a part of it. Everything that's happening now is a, a byproduct of Kyrie being a fucking nutcase. Well, who signed Kyrie? That, but and that's the and that's the point. It's like so you, everyone. You know. Do you remember everyone in Boston, all the Boston fans saying, "Wait till you have him, wait till you have him," and all of us were saying, "Nah, shut the fuck up, nah, you don't know." It's gonna yeah, <laughs> Sean Marks and the Nets acted like uh, Carmelo Soprano when she found out Tony was fucking people. Like <laughs> right. she like, knew who she was when he married him. That, so the way you handle it is, you, you know, you, you you look, you brush it off. If you have no. to. Well, yeah. But, that's, but you're missing the part that the reason why Kyrie had so much par- power really had nothing to do with Kyrie. Mm-hmm. It had everything to do with KD. Yep. KD is well KD said. was the stick that he beat the Nets with. If you don't give me my money, although I don't deserve to be trusted, and probably might not get any get anywhere near what I want in the open market. If you don't give me my money, KD is leaving. And then KD did it, and it was exactly what 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 they threatened. They held K, he held KD hostage, and we had to either we bite the bullet and give him a contract that could potentially debilitate us forever. <laughs> it, it would feel like because we don't have picks. There's no if if you overpay Kyrie and he just you know is himself, then you're stuck. Look, and, the, yeah. and the gun to their head, and the reason why all those bad decisions were made was because Kevin Durant allowed himself to be used as a stick to not only beat the organization, but at the end of the day, beat us with. Look, the, the 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 biggest moment, and I think a lot of people, like even I and Kool-Aid, that's actually how me and Kool-Aid originally like linked up on Twitter, was the biggest moment to me in, in this whole saga, and then we'll get back on track, was obviously everything relating to the to the vaccine. And the moment that Kyrie wouldn't have gotten it was also was also only a couple of weeks after KD had just signed his extension. So the Nets at that point had all the leverage because KD wasn't going to demand a trade then. And that's the moment where the Nets should have said, Kyrie, if you're not going to play, then, then, then we're trading you and we'll trade you for, uh, for like whatever we can get. Even if that was Ben Simmons or, 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 or whatever it was, that we'll, we'll trade you to a place where you can play. But that was the moment where the Nets actually had more leverage over KD than they had had in any point in time. And we saw that this past summer when KD tried to get traded. The Nets were like, no. And, but it was already in, at that point a year into the extension. But at, that, at the point of the vaccine was when the Nets could have changed everything and not done the Simmons trade and not done this and not done that and not had you know all these trade extensions. But once they righted the ship with Kyrie and kept with him, they basically at that point you were basically saying we're 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 with these two guys right and and if they would have I I me and Matt was talking about this yesterday, um, it would have been better if we just had chosen 
Harden in a way. Like we just said, all right, fuck yep. trade Kyrie, whatever we get, throw him Harden together. But by keeping Kyrie, it made Harden go, nah, man. <laughs> and, and to go back to an oldie but goodie, you KD, you're not gonna talk to your boy? Yep. I'm out of here. <laughs> and that's exactly what Harden did. And if you listen to Goran Dragic too, Goran Dragic is letting you know it was that locker room was bizarre. Yep. Hundred percent. Well, but, but hold on, but we're, we, we so the inmates ran the asylum and we kept the warden. Uh, again, you keep saying <laughs> you keep saying that the inmates like what do what do we do? Like sometimes sometimes you fi- you fire the warden and you bring somebody in who who's going to take fire, control. How can you fire the warden when the executioner is Kevin Durant? And the Trump. Kevin Durant didn't want him to leave. And the moment he left, Kevin Durant asked to leave. So basically yeah. what you're telling me is the next time we get stars, they're going to just run this shit too? Yeah. I, I, well, I think that's how this stuff them, works. Not if you get them younger. If you get them younger. No. They want no, man. Uh, other teams have stars that don't run roughshod over the no, organization. Man. Right, but man. there's a lot of teams that have stars. There's a lot of teams that have stars. And look, I mean, the Nets The Nets happen to have two or three different stars that that, you know, put themselves over team first. I mean, Jokic doesn't do the things that KD does. Giannis doesn't do the things that KD does. But, I mean, like, but that's why at the end of the day, what I find irritating about the whole retrospective about this whole thing is, like, every team would have done what the Nets did. And every team, I think, would have – I actually think that every team, most teams would have handled the vaccine situation pretty similarly. I think most teams would have handled the whole, like – uh, the whole Harden situation pretty similarly, which was trying to see like what his situation is, but not trading him because, uh, because I don't. I, I disagree. I, I don't think. think I don't think. I don't think there's maybe more than two or three general managers in the NBA that would have traded James Harden to the Philadelphia 76ers last year. He 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 said he saved our rival and and yeah, fucked himself okay, in so, the process. So that that's a fair point. I just think. I just think at the end of the day, I think that what we what we're seeing with NBA teams is is that it's a complete and utter crapshoot in terms of how do you, and Eve has talked about this before in terms of like how do your stars handle being stars and handle celebrity and like a team like Denver happened to like win the lottery a team like Golden State won the lottery they have a fucking star who welcomes other guys to come in and he doesn't care about his uh, about his numbers and his time and all that stuff and like it, it, I mean, look, it, it's it's also a good transition. I know Kool-Aid uh, wants to come in, but it, it's it's a good transition to obviously what we do next. But I but I just generally look at it and I'm like, look, like KD, I think for every single person in this chat, really like disappointed us to magnitudes that none of us really saw coming. And like, and I know I, uh, I know I'm gonna I say this, this. yeah. So- GM and, and stars, right? Good GMs, they get control of it early, right? Now, we also have to remember, and I said this to Eve the other day, this is his first job, Mark. So it doesn't really matter how many years he's been on the, on the job. This is his first job. So he got the stars a year too, too early because he didn't establish himself fully yet, Right. And he didn't give his coach any power because there's no way he lost control of everything. The moment he allowed them to tell him to fire Kenny Atkinson 
and none of them was playing. How can you fire a coach in a season that the stars are not even playing? Like, that makes no sense. And it also goes to something that you said to me, too. So Kenny Atkinson was doing what he wanted to do. And when he immediately did what he wanted to do, which was put the team first, something that I don't think Marks has ever done. He hasn't put the nets first. He's always doing something for an agent or a player on his way out. That doesn't help us. It helps them. And it's not like these agents are sending players to us. So it, it, it became Kenny Atkinson. I'm not playing DeAndre Jordan. He's cooked. We know he's no good anymore. No, we're going to force him. No, you, you have to play him. Why? Because the Stars want him to play? And they're not even playing. Who's demanding that Joe Harris still play? I, I listen. <laughs> I have no idea. Touche. Uh, because <laughs> I'll tell you this: you you see, and you guys know I'm on a Knicks rant today. But you know what Tom Thibodeau did this year that Jock Vaughn and Steve Nash wouldn't have done? He Vince benched Randall. Fournier. He benched Rose uh, this season, and he played younger guys, and the team was better for it. And yeah, today he sits an All Star. A guy who's going to probably make an All NBA team for the fourth quarter because that was was best for the team. Yep. We haven't had that yet since we've been in Brooklyn with Marks. We haven't had somebody say, "Yo, you know what? Let's put the Nets in a first. better position and put yeah. them first. There's no leader. There's no leader of the franchise. No and boys. that and, and and that is my thing about GMing. What's the vision? You've been here seven years. Your vision is cloudy. You don't even draft good enough. Like, I keep telling y'all, the Nets haven't had a good draft since Trajan Langdon left. Nobody's selling me on these second-year players. I don't care how many 40-point games you're putting up. You you need to be able to see it. We can't keep getting specialists. You only can do one thing. Like, it's atrocious. And they keep telling me, oh, well, we didn't sign X, Y, and rookie for a million or two, which is the same money that they're spending on a free agent, a veteran free agent. You didn't want to spend on a rookie on a cost-controlling contract to help the stars when you're going to be top-heavy. I mean, like, it's so many different – So many, he's shown you so many different things that he's not meant to be our GM. He probably needs a year off to recalibrate because right now he's scrambling. Cool. And, 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 cool. Huh? Cool. Break down the most important mistake, the most clear and evident mistake that is, it's not even like one that people could even deny. We, we, you, you dropped this jewel on me. Tell him about the not trading Seth Curry and what oh. that does potentially. Okay. So, you know, I've been on my rant about this. We were a hundred and maybe like 116 million over the cap. He didn't finish the job. And people don't really understand what that means. So we're $6.9 million over the luxury cap this year, which now takes us next year into the dreaded repeat tax. With the new CBA now, for every dollar that we spend, is going to be $5. So you know, I know I alluded to it before, but people don't really pay attention, so I'll say it again. 
Do not think Josiah is being cheap this summer. So if you're a good GM and you went that far, finish it. Instead of getting the two sec the two or three second round picks we got from the Bucks, it was okay if you took one of those, or even if it took two to get off of Seth Curry. So that way this year we're not a repeater. We're under we're under the luxury tax. You get you get a restart. They so now next year on, on, on Seth Curry. Seth that's that's my, that's their problem. They they value three-point shooting way too much. Every free agent he overpaid for. Every trade he's given up a draft pick that could have turned into somebody for. Like, it's always the three-point shootings because they overvalue it. Now, going into this playoffs, they really thought Seth Curry was an important part. Trade Seth Curry for that Vanderbilt kid. Trade Seth Curry for some hype. Put Seth Curry in a trade to go get... um. Nas Reed. So Joe Harris. No, no. Think about this. The the um Memphis took Luke Kennard and the years he did in the three, two or three years left on his contract and gave up a first round pick. You don't think they would have took Joe Harris? Absolutely. Yep. Like it's too many misses in the important things. Like, I'm not asking you to get every star, right? But the marginal stuff, he don't get right. Like, yeah, I, I mean, look, I was thinking back today to that because I, I think we all read the Scotto article, which we're going to talk about later, about, you know, the like the what was out there for Royce O'Neal and Finney Smith. And if it's true, and I guess what remains to be seen, because I think Scotto's the only one that reported this, if it's true, the Nets could have gotten two first for DFS. I mean, it's insane that that trade wasn't done. Like, I mean, that's like... That's, I mean, there, I mean, I mean, there are guys like a first round pick is really, really, really valuable. I mean, like the Hawks were having a hard time getting a first round pick for John Collins this year. Like that's like that. I mean, whether it was actually true or not, we'll see. But, but they'll still get it. That's the so logical people who understand and, and, and really read the room in the NBA. They'll know DFS wasn't in the system, and you basically actually create his own shot. When he's a person you set up for the shot, he's a catch and right. shoot. You know, somebody has to feed him. So nobody, nobody was feeding him. And so now, and don't get me wrong, he also missed some wide opens. I'm not going to act like we don't acknowledge that, yeah. but just meaning real dribble drive gravity players like he was used to playing with. Yeah. So come, come to draft. That's why I say, I don't think we're going to have to wait long. I believe June 22nd, you'll see all the willing and dealing going on because there's no sense to wait for the trade deadline. You know you're not bringing Royce back for another five years, three or three to five years. You know that. So you're going to go in with a young core and, and call it a day, and you're hoping you get some vets. All I hope for is that when they send DFS out, you send them to Memphis. And we get their guard back. That's it. That's an even. That's an even money deal. And you don't got to give us two first. Play it in one first. Yeah. If, if Memphis did did that trade, they would need their heads examined. <laughs> no, because because the one thing they do is they draft right. 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 So they're going to give up a first and a better player in the deal. 
Well, you're giving up a player that you probably won't be able to bring back because he's going to leave and you get nothing for it. So at least you get a 3 and D wing that you can use that's under contract for the next three years. Oh, so you're not saying Joe Harris. Who, who are you saying? I'm saying that? DFS. He's, oh, he's, oh Sandorian. Yeah. That makes sense. You're giving them something they want. They're giving us something we want. That's a win-win trade. Um, so I want to I, I want to pivot a little bit. I mean, we, and you, we knew, I just want to say this to Bam. And you wouldn't be asking Memphis for this year's draft pick. You'd be asking for 2024. Yeah, I, I think Memphis would say, you got to give me pick. But... <laughs> I understand your logic, though. They'd want, they'd want DFS. I, could, I, I think that's the right – I think that's the right thought. Um, but is that how we want to use DFS? I, I think the piece that – and I think Royce has more value. They need to trade both of them. Royce is only $10 million. DFS is fourteen. Royce is an expiring. So you're not going to get too much for Royce when you're a luxury tax team. So you have to send out something that is cost can cost effective that brings you back a piece. $14, 15000000 million, that's a piece you can really use. $10 million, that's, that's that's a normal role player now. Um, so I want to pivot to the to the two topics that we want to talk about, which are kind of one and the same, which is the the elephant in the room about who the Nets may be targeting this summer, which is which looks like it's um, looks like it may be Dame Lillard, which has been like kind of brewing, and then Scotto has been now the first writer to uh, put pen to paper on it, and then and then the other and then in talking about that, we also want to just talk about you know where the team is going and, and what angle we think they're going to go, what angle we'd like them to go to They'd like to go. So the first thing I wanted, I, I want to just talk about is, and, and ask you guys is what do we actually, what do we actually think they're going to do this summer? And what do you guys want to want to see them do and just try to separate the two in your, in, in, in your responses, but keep it, keep it shorter so that we can kind of ping off each other what they what they want uh, or, or what you want them to do. Sam, so, Ben, you go first. What'd you say? You... I was going to say, can we first address, do we want, um, do you want Dame or do you not want Dame? Yeah, that's fine. If you guys want to start, we want to start there. So, like, I think, uh, I think the two conversations will converge, which also does it, which is also totally fine. So, I guess to anybody, I know Eve has strong takes about, about the Dame situation. And to be honest, for, like, the first time in my life, I actually like don't know where I where I stand right now. So, I want Eve. I want to hear your your argument uh, about it. Yeah, no, I think I think building a good team, you can't do it in a year. And this definitely, this team is not a one year. And you get one player and everything is fixed. Now, would it be nice to have Dame? Yeah, it would be great. But is Dame ever going to build the continuity, be here long enough, have one whole year of a playoff where we lose and we learn about each other, then we come back next year, we get to the ECF and kind of grow from there? It's a, it's a two- to three-year process. 
to to build a winner. And you, so when you take in, even on a retool, which I think we are, um, on a retool, I feel like we should be able to have a team that could be set in place for two to three years to see how to see if they could get over the hump. And you can't do that with a with a guy who's going to be thirty three next year. He's only a he's a he's a short guard that depends on on his um quick to you know get him open shots. He's not going to be that quick, even though he's always going to be crafty. And to gut yourself, which is you're going to lose Cam Tom, I'm Cam Johnson, and you're going to lose pieces that you can turn to more players if you go get um game. I think I think it's the most wrong headed thing that they could do. But I can see them doing it. <laughs> whoever's outside, whoever's outside, can they uh, lower their window or do whatever they got to do? I got you. Uh, uh, all right, uh, Bam. What's your take on it? Well, what I want them to do is trade everybody but Bridges and Cam Johnson. Well, what does uh, I, that do if they trade everybody but Bridges and Cam Thompson? And they get so uh, I'll tell you, I want to put young players around them through the draft and through distressed assets coming back in trades. It gives us more picks to work with in future trades. And I want to build the team organically around those two guys. I don't see any future here for Royce O'Neal. I don't see any future here for uh, Finney Smith. And I certainly don't want to be the team that gives Nick Claxton over $15 million a year. So I'd, I'd get rid of all those guys because they have no value to me beyond one season. What I think they're going to do is they're going to explore trades for the likes of Siakam, Van Vliet, um, oh. Dame Lillard, uh, and something disgusting like that that gives us a one- to two-year window to get kicked out of the playoffs again, and then we restart again in 2025. Yeah, it was a horrible idea. That's, what's gonna, that's what they're going to do because they're, they're – the Nets called me the other day trying to get me to sign up for season tickets. So what does that tell you? That people are not yeah. renewing their tickets. They're, they're not purchasing, you know, renewing their season tickets. And the Nets don't have the type of fan base where they can withstand going into a season without any excitement. And I think they're going to be worried about that. They're going to try to put uh, somebody that they can put outside of the uh, Oculus at Barclays. Kool-Aid. Especially because the Knicks are, you know, going to win a round here and will probably be in play for another star player themselves. Kool-Aid. Dame, you in or no? Uh, I'm not in on Dame because basically he told he's told Portland, I'm not waiting for two or three years. I've, I've, I've said this, that this fix is a two-year fix for me in my eyes. It's a Get a player to, you know, do a trade. We need to keep our draft picks and draft young talent. Stop giving it away because that's what's beating us. You need these young legs. Um, and you, you, you went around, get to the second round next year, and you can give it a dogfight, and then you add the star. Because also... Um, how, so how are we getting to the second round next year? Listen, if they had if they had a point guard and another big, they win this round. Yeah, but how are we getting those guys? I just answered your question. I said the exact two things and you asked how. But you can't get them without without giving up it, gi- giving no, up. No, you picks. can't stop. Stop for a second. You don't have to give up picks. 
I wish y'all stopped thinking that. We have a trade exception for one, right? For 18 million. You can trade and get a big for 18 million dollars, right? That's one. Two, you can draft your point guard. Like we keep thinking it has to be the shiny thing. That's the one problem I have with being a Nets fan and hearing and hearing our fan base. Everything is shiny. Nothing just can't be something that fits, yeah. that actually works. Well, I'm with you there. Like, I, that's I, the like I just said, I want them to go the draft route and start building this thing yeah. more organically. Yeah, but, I don't... But that's how you do, that's how you do it. You I clearly I clearly said you keep your draft picks, they can still trade. You can trade players, you can get rid of Phillies 2027 if you know top 8 protected cuz that's a throwaway pick. Like it's going to be high in the back and, and you call it a day. I just don't think we should be doing getting people at the end of their prime for big money. That totally makes great. no sense. Those yeah. are finishing Sam, can I, I didn't say what I wanted to do. Can I, can I jump in? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. What I would do, I would put together the picks that, that Atlanta lost and um, that gave up. He gave up three picks to get DeJounte. I go to Atlanta and say, yo, I'll give you Royce. You pick the shooter on my team. Um, Joe Harris or Seth Curry. Well, you can't really trade Seth Curry anymore unless they're capped out. Um, but we'll we'll give you a shooter, and we'll give you back Royce, and we'll get give you the picks that you had. Give me Dejounte. Too much. Now you got too much. Oh, hold on. Now you got Dejounte Murray, right? And you need to go out and get a real big. Go get Naj Reed. Go get someone physical like Naj Reed. And then actually develop your players. The way they develop Nick Claxton is a crime. Nick Claxton should weigh twenty pounds heavier now than 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 what he is. We I went we me and um, Cool were talking one day. We looked at pictures of Robert Williams in college versus Robert Williams now. They they developed him right. They developed him to play his position, and they haven't done that with him. So if you could. That's where you start. You get you get that big. They messed up on Hardenstein. Hardenstein wanted to come here. If they if they had Hardenstein, even just having Hardenstein could have made this series different. The, um, you know, they would have been able to offensive rebound and rebound in general. So they those are two players: Najri, Dejounte. You put them in the you put them in the rotation. What we have. And then at the trade deadline, you move a DFS, or you move something that you that you could uh, uh, you could afford to lose, and then you go from there. I think that's how you reset it. Yeah, I mean, so if, by the way, whoever has the background noise, if they could turn it down. Um, the the only the, so my I guess this is why I'm conflicted because I I do agree with Bam that I think doing it organically is just the right way and it's the safer way and whatnot. I guess here's my thing is they, they actually have a lot of picks. They actually have a lot of guys right now that can get them more picks. Like they right now have 10 picks in, over the next seven years. Obviously they don't control their own until whatever it is, 2028. 20, I don't know what it is. 27, what at 29? What is it? 2029. So, so, so I get that, but 
they also have a bunch of guys on the team right now that I know that I could get picks for. Like, you know the DFS, you're getting at least a first. It looks like, I think Royce, given the way he shot this year, and now even if he's not the same defensive guy, he's now a 40-something percent three-point shooter. You should be able to get a first for that. And you also have Dinwiddie, who I also think, like, what, like even though he had a bad series, he's still a, like a, a big guard, which is a premium in the NBA that there's not that many of. And so... So that so so let's say that's like can give you another 12 13 picks right now over the next 7 years. You at the same time have two guys who in Cam and Bridges who are young but they're not that young. Like these guys aren't Thank 21. These, right. And and so and, and and so you can't you can't go the building block way of having them like kind of suck while though and with two guys who are used to winning and who are used to a winning culture and are used to playing in the playoffs, you can't now have them become a bottom lottery team, which is why I am open to making certain deals that I think mortgage some of the future, but not all. So, for example, I don't know at this point what Dame's actual value is because he has one of the biggest contracts in basketball, and as Eva said, he's also an aging point guard. So, like, this isn't – you're not trading right now for Luca. Like, you're trading who would be – like, Luca would be every single pick you have plus young assets, whatever. Dame, you're going to have to give off – first of all, with Dame, you're going to have to give off salary because he makes too much money, and that would involve the Nets giving up some of their shitty salary that Portland would have to take. And so that, to me, is a win, even if it means that some picks are going to be involved and, and whatnot. And so even if it's not Dame, but it's Siakam, but it's, you know – Whoever we've talked about, Towns, whatever, I, I do think that you can't you can't assume that a guy like Cam Johnson, the Cam like and a guy like Bridges, who are older and have and have played a lot in college. And to be honest, like, look, it, it's kind of the thing that I think every pessimistic Nets fan is thinking about at the, at at, at um, in a way is like Bridges has had fucking unbelievable health, but no one has unbelievable health for their whole career. And so I don't think that you can just assume that everything is going to be, you know, all good and, and, and that, that they can just go through, go through getting, you know, young guys and, and use picks and whatever. Like, I think you have to have capable NBA guys, which is why I would probably go either the, the, the method of getting some type of pseudo level star guy using some amount of picks that isn't too much. And then also trying to bring in guys who I think right now are misfits on their team that could still do something more later. Like, I think we've seen a lot of guys who, if you put them in a different situation, maybe they're like, maybe they're great. And I think that's where obviously so you, having you agree with me, Sam, and didn't even know it. Yeah, no, no, no for sure. I, I do. <laughs> I, I do agree with what you're saying. Like that's, that's, I'm going to be honest. The last thing I care about is the feelings of Cam Johnson and Mikhail Bridges. So to me, no, I'm using want those. The, you don't want You have to. No, I don't. They, we just had this conversation. Put the Nets first, not Mikael Bridges and Cam Johnson's feelings. If Cam Johnson doesn't want to be part of a rebuild, trade him somewhere too. Same with Mikael Bridges. These guys aren't uh, saving the Nets from anything. If they're rebuilding, they have to trade both of them. Go, yeah. Adios. But you don't have to do it right away. You can no, use you those guys. Right no, you don't because they, you can use those guys. If you let them stay on a bad team where they lose a lot, their trade value goes down. I don't think so. I think think if they're bad and they're unhappy, I mean, look, Bridges and Cam Johnson, I mean, Cam Johnson, obviously, his value is hard to tell, and he's going to get a big contract. 
Like it looks like somewhere four years, 90 or something like that. He's getting them a kid. That, that's not, but that's no money. When you think about the next two or three years when they kick in, he's basically going to be on the same deal as Bridges. Right. The same deal. No, so. And, and Bridges' so, deal and, is cheap too. Yeah, the, the Bridges deal is 90. amazing. Look, at the end of the day, this is this is also the other thing that we talk that like we talk a lot about. Look, like the there's there's a lot of different ways to to make a competitive NBA team. Like you can you can you know you can you can do it through the organic draft way. You can do it like rebuild and try, like and also have you know some win now pieces. You can go the superstar route, whatever. I think what we just saw, you know, it, like it's funny because. What we just saw with what the Knicks are doing, which some of us in this in this chat think that they're further along than maybe they are, the Knicks basically missed out on all of their rebuilding chips and basically have done well by having a good coach and making um, a couple of good a couple of good signings. All of their young guy stuff really didn't go the way they wanted to, in part because of bad lottery luck and also being ter- being overrated drafters. But yeah, and they were out of the playoffs last year. They go get one guy, Brunson. And now they look like world beaters. Right. Who's also right. Who's also not Brunson. No one last. No one this summer, this past summer was saying Brunson was a superstar. So right. the point is that you have a guy like Bridges. You have a guy like Cam Johnson. You do something with 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 I think kind of the the veterans that we think shouldn't be on the team because guys like I mean let's be real guys like DFS and Royce O'Neal and Spencer Dinwiddie just shouldn't be on the type of team that the Nets are building right now. Like they're just not. They're 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 older guys whose value is on the precipice of falling off a cliff, and the Nets need to kind of get off of it before it's too late. And I think we all are kind of in agreement on that, whether you think they should rebuild or whether you think they should go the route of getting stars. Like, it's one way or another, those three guys to me are not long-term players on this on this team. Right. But, I think Royce knows he's getting traded. And I'm sure he wants to. There's only yeah. one guy that I could really think of that's semi-realistic, that, and he comes with his own warts, but at least he fits the timeline and he'd be a guy that would probably maintain value throughout the life of his, his contract, is Trey from Atlanta, young. Yeah, you, you, you're you not getting Trey. Probably not. But the reason why – That makes sense, at least. The reason why I keep saying Tyrus Jones is because – Love him, too. What, no, 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 no. But, but I think about the business side. Mm-hmm. He's not going to command 20-plus million. He's getting 15 right now. He's never started. People don't give a backup 20 plus million. So if you get him to the net, you're extending him. And you're telling him, I'm giving you four years 60 with the shot with the shot to with the shot to um start. Yeah, that not, opportunity he's solid. He's my but, second choice. But that opportunity, but the reason why I don't want Murray, I don't want to have to pay him 40 million dollars. I I I'd pay him forty million. Oh uh, yeah, I'd also pay him. I also pay him forty million dollars. <laughs> I pay that dude forty million. Like it, it's not just because he averages. He's a twenty and nine guy. I not know his stuff. Because of that, it's because of the defense and the but, the, so type the, the general idea though is that the Murrays, the Joneses, the Youngs, they fit a timeline where a guy like Van Vliet and the Siakams and right. The I don't want none of them. It's they they late. play your yeah. teams. Like, yeah. if they're so good, 26 why don't they and keep, under. Exactly. Why don't they keep being in the playing? Like, exactly. that, that don't make sense for me. Yeah, I think you don't, you don't want any, and you don't need any of those guys. I, I'm like, 
you don't need Siakam. You what they need like what they need is to if they're gonna draft, draft, but have a program to develop, have a vision for how the team is gonna play next year and say, yo, you in this offseason, I need to see you this many weeks in Brooklyn. Go to Cancun, go be with Nah, Brooklyn. I don't want nobody in Brooklyn. Uh, everybody everybody who went to Brooklyn last year regressed. I don't want nobody in Brooklyn. Right. Go with your trainer. I mean, no, come they're going right. to go to their trainers. You know they're going to go and do four weeks with, with nah, whoever they nobody, nobody but, should be. First of all, you shouldn't want anybody with the people here in Brooklyn. Why? What have they shown you about developing players? Nothing. So I don't want thing, no That's what they got to be held responsible for. Nah. If they don't, if I can't no get held. If nobody's getting responsible, being held responsible for three of the top 100 players asking out in a year for whatever reasons, then you can't you can possibly think somebody's going to be held accountable. Like, we have to be realistic. Your, your theory would be right. I hear your theory you. would be right they have to if our performance team... That's their job. It's an organization's job to have a vision and a game plan for the development of their players. You can't okay, put I, that on Rico Hines. Rico please, please stop for a second. We we we've been having we've been having pods the whole time about the organization not doing their job. I understand that, but they they have to do their job. If they don't do their job, we can't succeed. You, they have yeah. What he even said. What he even saying isn't. I, I agree with him. What he's saying is that if you can't trust your own your your own training staff and medical, then like there's a there's an obviously bigger bigger issue at play, which I agree with him about. You can't you can't just assume like all right, well this is well 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 our training staff is screwed, so go somewhere else. Like that's like that, that's not what te- a, a great team has. No, guess what? And that's why we're not a great team. <laughs> but like okay. we're we're, we're saying the same things. I'm just not even going to. First of all. We need to change our performance staff and whoever is doing part of the development of these players. They have failed their job. They have been stealing money. It's okay. You fix it. Are they going to fix it? Probably not. First of all, I don't want my performance staff to be Aussies. No offense to the Aussies. I need somebody here from America to be our top person. I agree with that. And the reason why and, I, I agree, and I want I want to get content. Kool Aid, you're like a, you're like the training camp like magas are. <laughs> Listen, I just don't want to get killed, so I want to give context behind it. If we're saying U.S. basketball is the best basketball, right? I at least need one person to be from here. Everybody can't be a secret service. Uh, what was we at a Navy SEALs training? We basketball players. Yes. What does that have to do? That that, that it, it doesn't make sense. They're not holding their breath underwater. They're not going to war. They're not. They're not carrying. You know, it's just make it make sense. Sorry about that. I'm on the road. <laughs> but uh, I I would say that I would say that you you um they they gotta hybridize it because guys aren't gonna want to be here all summer. You gotta let them go out and be with their trainer. You got to let them, you know, go work on their body. But the game plan has to be given from the team, no matter what. Yes. The game plan has to be like, yo, Nick, this is what I need from you. 
You were seven rebounds this year. I need you to be 10. For you to get 10 rebounds a game, you got to put on 20 pounds of muscle. You got to get on a regimen. Here's a suggestion. Here's some suggestions. Go home and go go work on that. Stop shooting your free throws like a fucking idiot. Hey, but they've been working. I hate the way. I hate whoever gave him that hitch. And it's but it's been working. Made it worse. Nah, I, I disagree with that. What you like the way he shoots free throws? When he got the hitch, he's shooting a higher percentage. Yeah, he's shooting better. I don't care about the hitch. Oh. <laughs> that oh. that's, not not look- sustain- that's not a sustainable way to hit free throws. No. He's got to learn how to shoot the ball like a normal human being. Hey, everybody like, has something. They- Reggie Miller didn't shoot correctly. And you would gladly say you would yeah. take a jump shot. If he if like he hits seventy percent, I'll I'll say it's okay. So I guess yeah. so, so going back going back to what we were talking about, I guess here's my thing. I think it'll be interesting to see what the market truly is for Dame, because because Dame's contract is at that massive level where like it's it's actually hard for some teams to even it's make 45. It's forty five. It's forty five right now. It's, it's forty five, isn't it? No, it's forty five for the next three years. Then it jumps up to that sixty something. Right, but even forty five <laughs> is massive. I mean, what was Westbrook nah, this year? That's forty seven, but KD was forty four. That's the right. norm for a star. Right, and that right, but that require. I mean, that KD trade was massive, and it did, and 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 it would, it does require a lot of like. There's a lot of teams that even compiling the assets and the salary to make it all work. So for us, that's Ben and Royce. Let's just say that's Ben and Royce. Right. So right. that's my point. So if you're doing Ben and Royce, and, and 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 then it depends how many picks it is. Like that to me is where like there be, there there comes a certain point where it's like okay, even if we're getting him and he's older and whatnot, it's only it only feels like a Nixie type trade if you're doing four like unprotected first. But if you're trading two picks in salary for Lillard, that to me is just not that crazy of a deal. Lillard in 2025-26 season will make $59 million. And then, and then the following season, it's $63 million. Yeah. And he'll be finished then. He'll be done. It will be old man time. I, I got to say, why would he want to come to – if he's going to leave Portland, shouldn't he aim higher than the Nets? Like, Yeah, that, I mean, that's really the other thing. Like I don't Bridges. see why he wants us. He has a, he has a weird love affair with Bridges – yeah, that. so play with him on 2K. If I'm him, <laughs> I'm going to Denver or, you know. Some, Denver not blowing all that up, man. Well, you just get – that's why if I'm him, I'm going to set my sights higher than the Nets. Yeah, well, but you, you got to understand it's a KD Kyrie thing. It's like Yeah, maybe he's hoping he's bringing Kyrie. I don't maybe care it's... where, I want to play with him. And, and, and Dame loves Mikhail. Yeah, well, so that's what the Nets have become that. We host play dates for superstars. It's so stupid. Well, I hate it, but it's just the reality. That, that <laughs> you took that, he sat courtside, and then they went to a party after doing these stupid-ass dances. So I will say this, and I'm about to butcher his name, Eves. I'm about oh, to butcher it. Yes. Oh. <laughs> if you told me you got rid of Ben and Royce, Phillies 2027, top eight protected, and one of Phoenix – one of Phoenix regular um, picks, unprotected, fine. But if you gave us back, um, I don't, I don't even know how it would work. It don't, that that don't even make sense. Never mind. <laughs> because so if you I just want ben, the big man. I want the big man from from Portland. Nurkic. Nurkic. Yep. Yeah. 
No, I don't. I don't. Oh, I don't. Oh, I don't want him. He's he's one of the worst contracts in basketball now. He's seventeen million. He's cooked. He was Is horrible it? this year. I haven't. I didn't watch Portland at all. He was a disaster. He was a disaster. He was like was something we would want a while ago, though. Yeah, he's what I wanted like two years ago. Now I don't want. Okay, I'll say this: If Dame Lillard wants to play with Mikael Bridges so bad, let him hold Portland's feet to the fire, and let and give the Portland make the let them be the desperate team that pays us too much for Bridges. That's the direction the Nets should take. What trading bridges? Take advantage of somebody else's desperation for once. Hold on a second. Trading bridges? Yeah. So if Portland is desperate to keep Lillard and he wants to play with bridges so bad, take their pick this year, take their picks moving forward, take their swaps, and take that route. Because Portland will suck in a year or two. Mm, I would take Sean. I like that. I don't want to watch. of the Nets next year, he's got to cut out that lame three-point thing he does. Uh, he looks ridiculous. I would take Sharp. I'm not going to lie to you. Sharp, sharp and picks? Uh, I would take Sharp. You would take, I have to take Sharp and um, Simon. You would take, yeah, you would I, take... I have to have Shaden and Simon. Yeah. And I would do that. Not that's over guys with bridges. No, no I think for the money, that's, that's the money. Four first-rounders on yeah, so I'll take I'll take the picks and the swaps from Portland. Yeah, yeah now nah, I need Shaden at least. Yeah, you could get him. You could probably get him in some picks, but you know, for once we we should be the, we're always the team desperate getting taken advantage of. I would love to do that to somebody else. I'd love to sit back for years and just root for the Blazers to suck. <laughs> but I'm always looking at us like, oh, you know, well, it's okay. It's only a swap this year. You know, we're always the schmucks doing that. <laughs> so stupid. Let's make a schmuck out of somebody else for once. It's you not know, a bad idea. I'll say this, Phoenix. Because Phoenix is, you can already see where that thing could fall apart very quickly. Oh, they don't yeah. have a bench. And could now you imagine having game. two teams as draft future? Yep. We'd have. If, if Kawhi, Kawhi, yeah, bam. West? That's called being a Thunder or a Jazz fan. Yeah, and would you rather be a, a Thunder Jazz fan or a Nets fan right now? <laughs> no, I get it. I get it. Look, I mean, we suck. The Nets suck. We don't the, suck. Yes, we do. We don't have a starting point guard. We don't have a starting you center. We have no bench. Guard. You could get us. You could get a. Yeah, bench. everybody. So but everybody who needs a starting point guard next year can just get one. It's that easy. You can't get Michael Bridges. You can't get him. It's that like like that's that's just such a win. You can't get Mikael Bridges. You That's... can't. This, like, how are you going to – all right, take a trade. Make you a can't trade. get, like, the like the 40th best player in the league? He's not the 40th anymore. Yeah, he's probably 35 now. Nah, he's top 20. Come on. You can't and just he... get these guys. It's not that – if that's if that simple, then that wouldn't suck all the time. No, and that sucks because they don't, have re- they don't have rebounding <laughs> and they don't have guard play. Right. That's not – it's not just that yeah. easy. Like, oh, well, just get a point guard. Well, you know, it kind of is. No, it kind of is. The Knicks it is. No, it's Brunson. that easy. Okay. Point guard. The Knicks got Brunson. They just went out and signed him. I don't even, like, I just think that our, our eye for talent has missed a lot now. Right. We haven't drafted. Like, and even, and, and something that you said, Ben, was true. We probably shouldn't have made the playoffs. <laughs> of course, we, we do. Of course not. We gained nothing from it. Yeah, right. that, yeah that was. Uh, Joseph Saw got Nets, a few bucks. Last year's Nets did 
did the exact same thing. They traded their team. They were much worse, but they still had Katie and Kyrie. We were still a playing team, and we still got swept. Right. This year, we have can't. We got the twins. We got the the other trade assets. We we hold the tide back better. We stay in position where the sixth seed. We don't fall all the way out. Dude, the, the, this group and, was not oh, the sixth seed. But this team and, was not the sixth seed. But it, it was. No, Durant and Irving were the sixth seed. Man, Hold we're on. not going to get into the shenanigans of it. Not, At the end of the- if you think about it, last year, we lost, we lost KD. He got injured. We had Kyrie and Harden. We right. lost 11 straight. We went from the first seed. We were the number one overall seed, and we dropped into the plan. We had the plan to, to, to get into the playoffs. Right. Team. And then we got swept right. by, by, by a team that is had a bunch of 25-year-old superstars. I'm not, I'm not sure what the relevance is. The, the, that, the relevance, not, this the team made the playoffs is, because Durant the Irving left them with the cushion. When you make a trade where you, where, you, where you lose a major asset and bring in a bunch of players – you always look bad right after because you have no continuity and you're doing a summer, you're doing a summer training. How did the Suns go 8 0 with Durant? Because they already had Aiton and, and, and um, uh, uh, Booker playing together and, and Chris Ball playing together. Because their players are good. For the That's last why. Three years, they were about to be, they were about to lose. If Kawhi doesn't get, it doesn't get hurt, they were about to lose. Mm. With Kevin Durant, with all those dudes, and Paul hey. George was hurt, they were about to lose. That that doesn't okay. change that this nah. playoffs because of what was done before they got there. They went eleven and thirteen. They were, that's they a thirty. Were, they, that's a thirty-five win team. They played more games together than the, the whole net. You, you, you're moving. You're moving the goalposts. You're moving the goalposts. It's not moving the goalposts. You keep moving the goal goalposts. Think about what you're saying. You have this woe is me. Everything is fucked. Everything it is. The work. I give up. <laughs> I hate the Nets. Stand I do. Slam your door in your bedroom and go. Stand. I do. I do hate the Nets. Ken Johnson isn't like Ken Johnson's born. Don't. But don't sit here and say and in your hate and in your and, and in your anger. Make it worse with horrible ideas. They would not have made the playoffs if they played 82 games together. And downgrade the guys who fought in in two months of work, did more fighting for the team. Oh, thank you so much, Mikhail Bridges. Thank you, Cam Johnson, for trying to get a big contract in the offseason. I'll take a guy who shows up, a guy who doesn't show up any day. Any day. They, all, and I'm they lost either way. Oh, then that sucked. There's, they could be good really quickly. It wasn't yeah. even like they laid down for, for – they, they were an incomplete team that but didn't have – we've all the always been teams. incomplete. We've never said we had a And they're so yet. proud of that sweep. It sounds like Eves is proud of them too. Are you going to hold a no, ticker tape no, down no, your pocket? No, I can see – I can see how – you add a couple of things, and you've got the nice basis to build. Yeah, every going fucking forward. team in the NBA adds some good when players. They'll be better. Stephon Marbury for Jason Kidd. Nobody knew it was going to be what it was. 
and nobody and, and and they were winning with Jason Kidd with fucking um Richard Jefferson Kenya the baby at the time like maybe one year in the league and he couldn't shoot for shit and they built a good team that you still fucking double their balls all the time ladies and gentlemen we are pod thorn <laughs> I think I think what I think what Eve is I think what Eve is saying though is like bam I think you have to be like like I do think to a certain extent you're talking out of both sides of your mouth and 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 and, and in part I'm I'm alluding to like what you've said about the Knicks in the past which is that the team does objectively have like Bridges and Cam Johnson no one thinks that they're MJ and Scotty but they're like clearly young good players that are at a premium position that everyone is always looking for and they've and and they've been on winning teams. The team has a bunch of picks. I get that they don't control their own destiny, but it seems like with with the talent that they have on the team and the kind of the moves that they're looking to make, they're not going to be the magic of the Spurs anyway. So I I do like I think that this idea that they're like quote unquote fucked is kind of is kind of crazy because for every team that goes the draft route, you also miss out on all these picks. I get that like yeah you have the how team many how many teams in the Eastern Conference would you not would you not switch places with? I I would not switch places with the Knicks. Okay, give me, give me. Yeah, I wouldn't either. Teams? Okay, I wouldn't switch. Right? I, I wouldn't. Switch I would not. I would the, the, not so just to be clear, the Knicks who are going to be still playing in two weeks, we don't want to switch no, with the them. Knicks yeah, I wouldn't switch playoffs. places with them. Yeah, that's Yo, that's, son, uh, Knicks that's delusional. Last year, they signed a point guard and a, a backup center, and now that now they're the, the we do realize there. we do realize the Knicks gave up a lottery pick last year, and I believe this year coming. Yep. Um, just to clear space. Would you? To, yeah. Would you? I mean, you. I wouldn't trade. Wait a second. I wouldn't trade places. Okay. I would definitely not trade places with the Hornets. That's not what happened, though. They 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 moved. They pushed their pick back a year to create cap space. They didn't lose a pick. They pushed it back into this year into another no, pick. No, but most of a lot of their picks are protected moving forward. Yeah, but they have all of their own picks also on top of that. Sure. And they have an all-star point guard. They have an all-star power forward. Right, but they added. They have good young players. They have a good coach. They have a. They have a. They have everything. They have is better than us. They have an all-star power forward. You are absolutely right. That's it. They have one all-star. You don't think Brunson's an all-star caliber player? He didn't make it. So he's right. Do you think he's an all-star caliber player? What's your opinion? He, he's on the he's cusp. Yes. He, he's a he's a fringe all star. player. He's the Wait, best would, player on the. By Knicks. the way, by the way, I would rather be I would rather be the Nets than the Hornets, than the Bulls, than the Wizards. Okay. That yeah. I, mean, I mean, I already Oops. said the I already Heat. said the Oops. Knicks. The Heat are fucked. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I mean, yeah, I mean, the Heat roster, I'd like, is 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 not like like isn't good. I don't love the. Uh, uh, I mean. I don't even know what you, what to think about the Pistons at this point. Like, no one really knows what their what their deal is. Um, right. Like, we you, could you, be. You, you wouldn't switch spots with Atlanta. No, I no. wouldn't switch spots with Atlanta. No, you guys are yeah. out of your mind. They have they two have. players way better than anything we have. You want no. their guard, right? I want uh, their guard, but I don't want their center. I don't want their power forward. I don't want their small. You want you, but you you love Nick Claxton, I guess. I I I think Nick Claxton is twenty four years old. I, Nick I Claxton like has value. Clint Capella doesn't have value. Well, who's the Who's the other center they have? They just drafted in the yeah, lottery. Yeah, Congo. He's good. Yeah, he's yeah. You don't want him. 
You know no, what? I wouldn't. No, I do like him. I'm just talking. I like him. I, I, but I, I wouldn't want forty-five million dollars locked up in Trey Young. I think you could go in the open market and find someone like Okongwu. I think you can. It's. I, it's I, not I think you guys are for a rude awakening. You always have to start. Is you have to start with the guy. The guy doesn't have to be a, a phenom, right? I compare it to the I compare it to the Yankees. They got Derek Judah, um, Derek Jeter. Derek Jeter is a slap single hitter. He's an above average defender, but his intangibles, his intangibles made it where the Yankees could have a platform to build a team. And I feel like that's that's what we have in Mikhail. Like he's not he's not a one A. He's a one B. You yeah. get two more one B. No, he's he's not. That's he's a, a good team. He's a third or fourth best player on a real team. Not me. I think he's. I think. I don't think you do it that way. I think you do it. I, even though Jason Tatum That's, by far is the best player on Boston, but it's it's like you know, give or take. Some days Jalen looks better. The Boston fans, you hear them arguing all the time: who's better, Jalen or, or 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 Justin? You give them a place where you put two guys on that in that stratosphere together and then you add a third that's better than 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 um uh smart or something like that now you got three 1b guys with a good su- supporting cast that's how you start that's how you look grow there's, there's nothing wrong with Mikhail bridges he's not a good contract and he's a he's a, a good player there's nothing wrong with him but the rest of the roster sucks and they're not going to just like get a point guard, get a center. Like it's so, going to take a couple years to do it. No, Easy, it, it very I think, easily. I think they get a point guard, and they get a they get a point guard, and they get and they um and they get a center. Yeah, I, they're going to get them. Are they going to be good? That's the question. That's that's <laughs> the question. It's they, not that they, easy. They're picking in the twenties. They have no cap space. I don't. I don't. And they have limited tradable assets. I'm not. I'm not for the drafting. Personally, I, I say you draft a couple players, but I'm not for the drafting. I, I think you got to get another guy. You can start drafting after you get another guy. I think the assets they have is to go get another guy. Is that Tyus Jones? Is that is that um Anthony um Simon? Is that is oh, that Dejounte Murray? Is that a guy that I'm not even thinking about? Maybe one of the point guards from from the Pelicans. I don't know. There's a lot of guards that I like from time to time, but you're that far away like the Knicks don't have didn't start with Mikael Bridges they start with Randall they had Randall they added they added Brunson and now they look like a different team we if if adding just if we could walk look across the the river and see a team that that added one player and a little bunch of little moves around it and went from missing the playoffs to being the darling of the playoffs and some things happening where even if they get the bucks or the heat, they might go to the ECF. You have to be in it to win it. Don't you know? Don't just take your ball and home and cry. No, about but the it. Knicks, the Knicks took a slow and steady approach to putting it together, and that's. It, it and I guess I, what I'm arguing is no, I want the Nets to do the same thing. That's, who's their draft pick? That that's a that's a big that's a big player. Quickly, Mitch Robinson, Randall. Steady approach, or did they fuck up getting Fournier? And these other yes, they didn't bet a they didn't bet a thousand. That was a bad signing, but they yeah, were able to overcome it because they had a lot of bad signings. Are you telling me quickly, Robinson, Barrett, or bad draft picks? 
who's who's the who's their great draft pick? Quickly was picked in the twenties. He's a sixth man of the year candidate. I mean, well, I mean, I mean, what are you getting? What are you? Who's? Who, what are you getting for quickly? If you trade him, the guy didn't. The guy barely. I mean, played. the Nets just got the Nets just put a, got Cam Johnson as part of a package for Kevin Durant. I would say that Emmanuel quickly is at the same level of player, if not better. No, I don't think what? he's better than Cam. Yes, Johnson. He, he's twenty, like two years old. <laughs> the, Cam Johnson was still playing in college at that age. I I, I get what you're saying with that. That that is Miss, Miss Robinson is shitting on Allen and Mobley in this series. That wasn't a good draft pick in the second round. Quentin Grimes starts. No, the Mitch Robinson was a, no, the Mitch Robinson pick was good. I mean, I don't think the Barrett pick was good. I think I think Barrett's Barrett's is not that is I mean, there are a lot of guys in the NBA can put up can put up 18, 19 points a game in a high in a high usage place. But look, I, I don't think Barrett is particularly Barrett good. is Barrett was not a home run pick. If you look back at the draft, it was a couple guys. They could have taken instead of him, you know, Garland being one of them. But like, he's not like a like. There's been disaster picks at the top. No, three. for sure. But I'm he's just saying, still productive. But player. I'm just saying, you're talking about you're 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 talking about how good they could possibly be to uh and 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 what they can give up in a trade. No one on the Knicks is close to the sweetener to getting Durant that 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 Bridges is. Like, there's just no one on the Knicks who's who's there. Right. No, they don't. They don't have a a, a player for Bridges like they, they, unless you want to say Randall, which you know. Yeah, that's which I don't. Which I debatable. do not think that anyone thinks of Randall that way. I mean, like, I mean, Randall. Randall didn't talk to the media because he was upset today that they that even though they won, he didn't get to play in the fourth quarter. I mean, are we, look, are we going to argue? Has he is he been a better NBA player than Mikhail Bridges over the last couple of years? No. Yes. Yes. yes no. He, He's NBA. Yo, Mikel Bridges. I mean, I mean, I mean, last year he was considered defense. the worst contract, one, I mean, one of the worst contracts in the NBA. The He's like become an every other year guy. <laughs> I mean, hey, yo, man, you got you really sleeping on Bridges, yo. You really are. No, you guys are overrating Bridges. Who he had a no, hell of a series, think, by I, the way. I'm not. I I was not. I I was the only one in the group chat that said with you about Bridges that I think he's that I think he's a number three on a great team and a number two on a team that's probably losing in the in the Would in. Me- in it, in the second round or first round, even like would I, I like just give up four picks for for Randall? They should. He had averages uh, twenty five and ten. They should. Yeah, on ten on the Knicks. <laughs> they won like forty seven <laughs> games. But forty seven games. So what? So I what? Shitty, I've seen shitty Darren Williams teams win forty nine. Eves, in a couple of years, you, you will be doing unspeakable things to try to get the Nets to win 47 games in a series. I promise you. 47 next year. I believe in my squad. Let's go. (laughs) Are we we done here? Listen, listen, mark it down. If they do the right things, they they win. They win next year. Well, well, that's not really such a profound statement. Yeah, no shit. I'll say they get get 45 (laughs) plus next year. 45 plus. No I'm still waiting for it. another 50-win season. This fucking franchise has won 50 games once in my entire life. Once. I think. Look, I think the big. I think the big thing is that they is that that you can hold your hat on, which a lot of teams or a lot of teams that have been in the doldrums. Which I'm. Which look. To, I think the one thing, the one point that Bam has consistently made that I agree with is that this isn't the NBA of like the early 2000s or even like early 2010s where the teams that were fucked were like really fucked and had zero talent. Like even a team like the Spurs or the Magic or the Pistons or 
the Pacers or whoever you want to yeah. talk about or the Jazz or the Thunder, whatever. They all have really – a lot of them have really good players and a lot of assets and a lot of picks. So, I, like, I get it, and the Nets are kind of in that no-man's land, and I do agree with Bam that the Nets were not a playoff team if they had the roster they had this year the whole year. Having said that, I think that we're – I think we are sleeping on the fact that they – uh, do have picks moving forward. They do have guys that can get them more picks. And, and, and like, whether people like it or not, like, given that, given that there's some, I mean, there's clearly some amount of Dame attraction, it's still a place, as Eve always says, it's still Brooklyn. It's still a place that people have interest in. So, and all, all these stars end up getting to go where they want to go to, as we keep seeing. So I'm just, I'm not going to think that this is over. Like, this is not where the Nets were after the KG Pierce trade. This isn't even as bad as I thought it was going to be, given where all these guys went. I mean, like, imagine KD got hurt with the Nets. Imagine like mm. Kyrie got hurt with the Nets. Like, yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean, this like there's there's a lot of different ways that this could go. And having guys like Bridges and Johnson and a ton of picks to me is just not like the be all end all. On top of having other movable movable guys, like I, I think all of this hurts right now more. Because they got swept. They probably should have been in five or six games. Bridges didn't play that well. Dinwiddie was terrible. The Knicks just won. So, like, everyone's in a worse mood. But, like, I'm also hungover as shit. (laughs) What'd you say? I'm hungover as shit. Like, I just don't. And I took it out on the group chat. (laughs) I just don't. I just, I don't. I'm with Eve in that. I have confidence in in, in the squad. But I think overarchingly, I'm more nervous of, like, which which we didn't even talk about as much as I would have wanted to, but it's fine because we'll have the whole summer. Is like, is this the first summer in history that Marx actually thinks his job is on the line? Which I think we all agree. And there's nothing to me more scary than a general manager who thinks that he's about to lose his job. That's when all the worst trades in franchise in franchises history. It's not even the Nets have happened. Yeah, that's how you get Gobert and um, Cat in in Minnesota. Like it's just bad bad trades yeah like that's yeah that i mean that's just how like really 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 shitty things happen when people are playing for like when when someone is playing for their literally their livelihood like how they're getting a salary which is what this is at the end of the day like people do dumb shit like marks at the end of the day wants to continue to get paid he like he doesn't care actually about like the long-term future of the nets he wants to be the gm of the nets right right all right, let's go All watch right. this fourth so, quarter. So this is Pawthorn extended episode. Net season is over. We got what, like a month? Uh, no, almost two months. Over two months now, still until the draft. Wow, the Nets really got eliminated early. Um, but I, I, uh, I mean, I said to Bam, hopefully the Nets would extend the season as long as the NFL draft. They fell short, but you know, we're uh, they were at least in the playoffs. So, so, so you had something to watch in, the, in between uh, the time of. The regular season ending and the uh, and the draft. Any of our listeners, uh, if you see if you live in the Brooklyn area and you see one of our players, make sure you let them know how proud of you are of them. <laughs> Have a good night, guys. All right. Peace. See ya.